With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning, and welcome to CAG Radio, presented by CAG Media, an affiliate of Contemporary Art Gallery Online. Contemporary Art Gallery Online is showcasing tomorrow's art giants today. CAG Media has two purposes. First is to share art business ideas, and secondly, to introduce artists to the buying public. You can listen to previously recorded shows on iTunes and Blog Talk Radio by typing in CAG Media. Or you can visit our website at Contemporary Art Gallery Online and just click on the Media tab. Contemporary Art Gallery Online is always looking for exceptional new artists. And if this describes you, visit us online to learn how to submit your artwork for consideration. If you are interested in purchasing art, please visit us online at ContemporaryArtGalleryOnline.com. You are listening to our ongoing series, The Business of Art, with artist and poet Sharon Bell Hawkshaw. Each week, Sharon explores the business aspects behind the beautiful artwork that artists create and ultimately sell. And now, here she is, Sharon Bell Hawkshaw. Good morning, and thank you for joining me today. My name is Sharon Bell Hawkshaw, and this is The Business of Art. Today we're going to be speaking about presentations, and presentations are very important. Basically, the presentation consists of the portfolio. Now, sometimes you will be demonstrating this portfolio in person, but most times the portfolio is going to be doing the presentation on your behalf. So it's very important that the portfolio is amazing. Now, we touched on this in various episodes in the beginning. But we really did not go into great detail about what the portfolio is and how to put it together. Now, we've discussed parts and pieces of the portfolio and how to create those pieces, but now we're going to put them all together. So let's get started. A portfolio, for those who are not sure, is a complete visual presentation of your work. And it includes a cover letter, resume, statement, a price sheet, and at least five no more than 10 images. The portfolio should give a brief, easy to digest visual overview of your artwork. It should be assembled to create a specific perception in the mind of the viewer, collectors, consultants, and gallery owners. These people do not want to see a variety of styles, even if they are magnificent. They want to see consistency. This portfolio should be an artwork piece in itself. It doesn't have to be expensive, but you do need to spend some time designing it. Now, there are some optional materials that you can include in your presentation besides the few that I I listed just a few moments ago. Testimonials, a brochure or flyer that you've used in the past for shows, photocopies of newspaper or magazine clippings, announcements of openings, 
a black and white photo of yourself and or of your artwork if you're creating your artwork or better yet a photo of you creating your artwork in your studio. Do not include original artwork or any original articles and news clippings in your portfolio. You maintain the originals. Be selective about whom you send a portfolio to. First find out if a particular person deals in your style of artwork. After you send materials for reviewing, follow up in about four weeks to see if they've received them. If you want them back, be sure to include a self-addressed stamped envelope big enough to hold everything you send. Note in the cover letter that you would like them to send back everything. They cannot use this stuff for their files anyway. Let's just stop here for a second. So before you design your portfolio, let me give you a few tips. Art directors and gallery owners don't have time to sift through a lot of extraneous materials. The artfulness of the exterior hints at the quality of the work inside. Delete any items that emphasize your limitations. If you are showing three-dimensional sculptures, you should include photos taken from different angles. All pages should be formatted the same and should look cohesive. All photographs should be trimmed to the same size. And again, enclose the self-addressed stamped envelope with the appropriate postage already attached. This will make it easy for them to return your information. Now, again, let's stop for a second. I know you're thinking, well, why am I mailing things with the World Wide Web? Why am I not just emailing this information to them? Well, some galleries would prefer that you email them your portfolio, but there are still a great many galleries that want you to mail the physical portfolio to them. So you still need a portfolio regardless if you're going to email it to them or if you're going to mail it to them. The portfolio is going to be the same. The only difference is the medium. Let's continue on. There are three types of portfolios, and we're going to discuss each one. So the first type of portfolio is the appointment documentary portfolio. This portfolio should be no larger than about 9 by 12, an easy size for carrying and showing. It should have a durable permanent cover, a cover created by the artist is best. You have only one copy of this portfolio, so you never leave it with anyone. You might have a second version if you have a rep working with you. Create a visually pleasing and unique presentation. Some galleries have this type of book lying out in their showcase for potential clients to review. The first page will have a strong visual, perhaps your name nicely written, but no other copy. The following pages will contain photo prints of your best pieces. As time passes, you will add new photos at the same time, removing outdated ones. Have them be consistent in size, large enough to see, and laid out pleasantly on the pages. It should look good enough to place on a coffee table. After you have displayed an appropriate amount of your current artwork via photos, and an appropriate amount is anywhere between 10 and 20, you will have your resume and statements. Interspersed in this last part can be photocopies of press releases, color reprints from magazine articles, and finally, a slide sleeve that will hold the CD that will have those images plus additional images on it. Now, the reason why you only have one of these portfolios is because they're very expensive to produce. It really should look as if it's the quality of a coffee table book or the quality of a magazine, photo magazine, such as The New Yorker. It should have that quality paper, 
the silky feel to it and texture. So because they're so expensive to produce, one copy, maybe two tops. And then, of course, moving forward, it's constantly having to have to be updated as you sell pieces and you create new pieces. That's why you'll only have one, maybe two at any given point in time. So let's move on to the next type of portfolio, which is called a flip chart portfolio. This portfolio has a much more casual style and is best no larger than 3x5. It should be carried with you at all times in your car, briefcase, or purse. When people ask you what you do, you should say, I'm an artist. And then, if appropriate, pull out this portfolio. Many artists use a photo carrier purchased at a photography store. I personally like to see artists create their own flip chart portfolio. Have no more than 20 photos to show. You don't want to overwhelm people. If they are interested in seeing more, invite them to your studio or direct them to your website. It's just like people who have newborn babies and they want to show all of their pictures. You don't want to bore someone to the point of nauseam. The next type of portfolio is called the portable portfolio. We have briefly touched on this type of portfolio, but we're going to go into a little more detail. As you begin to make contacts with the art world professionals, you will need to have a portfolio to send to people you cannot visit personally. Due to its lightweight and compact size, I call this type a portable portfolio. This portable portfolio can be from a 5 by 7 to an 8.5 by 11. For convenience, don't make it any larger. It should fit into an envelope. It will be enclosed in a lightweight folder to keep all the materials together. It should contain at least five color representations of your work. My suggestion is you should have ten. And these should be on quality photocopy paper. As well, you should include a CD, a resume statement, the price list, press clippings, and a cover letter. Make up 10 to 15 of these portable portfolios and have them circulating through the mail. If you want the portfolio back, again, you will need to enclose an envelope with the correct return postage. Colorful envelopes of the appropriate size for mailing, as well as for the self-addressed stamped envelope, can add to your overall presentation. You should have these three different types of portfolios ready at any given point in time. You should also have the appointment documentary portfolio and the portable portfolio in your computer. It should be one file and it should be consistent and feel from the very first page to the very last page. Do not change the font styles. Do not change the color of the backdrops. Do not change the layout positionings from one page to the next page. It all needs to be consistent just like the physical portfolios. Make sure that you have your portfolios put together physically as well as the portfolios put together on your computer. So you'll be sending these portfolios out through the mail and you'll be sending these portfolios out through email. Please remember this is only an introduction to your work. You're enticing the art professional for a personal interview or a studio visit. Since this portfolio is speaking on your behalf, it needs to say all the right things. So double and triple check everything about your portfolio. Check your grammar, check your spelling. Show your portfolio to people, especially people not in the art world, and get their opinion. Ask them, is it professional? Is it making the appropriate statements that it is that you want to make? So let's move on. Let's discuss the cover letter. Besides the portfolio itself, 
the cover letter is going to make you or break you. During your career as a fine artist, you will be writing a lot of letters to various folks, letters of introduction, thank you letters to the press, follow-up letters, introductory letters to potential clients, etc. A cover letter should be brief and to the point. Most people don't want to spend more than 15 seconds reading a cover letter. It is a short introduction to your presentation package, your portfolio. It states that you want a person to review your work, note in your letter why you feel your work is particularly suited to their venue, do you have a particular theme in mind for a show, briefly state that idea. Your business letter is speaking for you. If it is awkwardly worded and poorly expressed, the harm it does can be permanent. My suggestion to you is to draft a letter and then wait a day or two and reread it and edit it. Then wait another day or two, read it again, and edit it again. At that point, you've truly made your statement and you've made it in a concise form. Now, I know that's very difficult to do because I, it is difficult for me. I have the gift of the gab and I just want to chit, 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 chat, 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 chat. And that's just not good. Keep it to a paragraph as possible, two paragraphs the absolute most, and do not make the two paragraphs an entire page. So let me give you a few tips here about the cover letter. Create a business-like atmosphere, one. Use your letterhead for the final copy. Make your request brief and direct. No history, it is not your resume. No strange typefaces that are hard to read. Make it large enough so that it reads easily. 12 cap is usually good, no larger than 14. Simplify every phrase and sentence so people will want to read it. And this is a trick for of the trade in writing. You want to write short, succinct sentences. Long run-on sentences that go for two or three lines, people don't like to read. They will stop reading your letter and put your portfolio down. Short and to the point, sentences. It moves the copy quickly. Read your copy aloud to find the gaps and faults. Don't repeat the same adjectives. Ask what does the reader need to know that he doesn't immediately find out. State that you will call on a certain date. Mark that date on your calendar and follow up with the phone call. It could also be an email, but if I were you, I would make it a phone call. After you've made the phone call, I would then follow up with an email reiterating the discussion you had on the phone and thanking them for your time. Nowadays, with our modern technology, making videos are in everybody's hands. So maybe you might want to make a video. Not much more can impress than a compelling video. It can present your philosophy directly from your lips instead of from a silent piece of paper. Having a video brochure is a wise idea, although it will cost to produce a well-edited piece. For impact purposes, you do not want your video production to be any longer than 10 or 15 minutes. You want to make sure that your video is professionally produced and edited. It is the only way to get someone to watch it, and after all, isn't that the aim? Okay, so you have a few things you need to do. You need to take those art statements and those biographies that I had you create in Episodes 2 and 3, and you need to type them up in the same font and print them on the same type of paper. You need to photocopy any necessary items for the portfolio, such as the clippings, your price sheets, of course the resume and the statements, which we just discussed, and anything else that you think is appropriate. 
You need to buy envelopes to send the portfolio in as well as the return. My suggestion is that you have the portfolio professionally copied. And when you have it professionally copied, the printer can do a stitched binding and then create an envelope that actually matches the portfolio. It will cost you a little bit more, but what a professional impact that makes. You need to choose which images actually represent you. And my suggestion to you is that if you send 10 images and you have several collections, there's that word again, collections, you might want to do two separate collections. Do five images in one collection and five images of another collection. And that's only if you have quite a few items in both collections. Typically, artists have one collection that is their main collection, and then the other collections are just these minor ones. If that's the case, then stick with your main collection. But if you have a couple of collections that are equally impressive and dominant, then it is fine to send five of one and five of the other. Now, when you do that, you'll need to put a separation between the two collections, introduce the first collection, what it is, and then introduce the second collection, what that is. So there's a lot of decision-making there because, again, you want to pick the best and strongest pieces that you have to impress the art professionals. You need to prepare your cover letter, and then you need to put all of the documentations together and re review the portfolio for consistency, for accuracy, and for aesthetic appeal. There's a lot going on there. You have a whole lot to do. So we're going to stop there for the day. When we meet again, we're going to discuss legal protection. And that's a very important topic to the point where so many people have actually emailed me asking me questions about that. So I thought that I would revisit this topic. I really didn't go into a lot of detail when we covered how to format uh, your business. So when I think that was in episode five and six. So we're going to go through that in some detail uh, when we meet again. But in the meantime, you can listen to this episode as well as all of the episodes in the CAGO Media Library at iTunes, type in CAG Media, Blog Talk Radio, type in CAG Radio, or visit us at Contemporary Art Gallery Online and click on the Media tab. Please note that all shows will post after they have aired. CAG Online is always looking for exceptional new artists. If this describes you, visit us online to learn how to submit your work for consideration. Contemporary Art Gallery Online is proud to announce their monthly art contest. Their first contest, All About Landscapes, has just closed. The next contest, which ends at the end of September for October, is about All About Photography. The benefits and advantages of using Contemporary Art Gallery Online and participating in our monthly contest are numerous for new and emerging artists who would like to promote their art to a wider audience. So if you're interested, please go to the website www.contemporaryartgalleryonline and click on Art Competition tab and you can read and review all of the rules and policies and enter. That's it for me today. As always, have a wonderful day and keep creating. Bye! To the Business of Art, presented by CAG Media, an affiliate of Contemporary Art Gallery Online. You can find the Business of Art radio show along with the other media programs presented by CAG Media on our website at www.contemporaryartgalleryonline.com, on iTunes and Blog Talk Radio, and just type in CAG Media. 
Contemporary Art Gallery is always looking for exceptional new artists. This describes you. Visit us online to learn how to submit your artwork for consideration. If you're interested in purchasing art, please visit us at our website, ContemporaryArtGalleryOnline.com. We'll see you next Saturday at 11 a.m. Thank you for listening and have a wonderful afternoon. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Jumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Jumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.